0: what up y'all welcome to the church voice podcast this is the co-host tyler rhodes having to do the intro because our host spencer davis is having a hard time collecting himself
1: yeah i just can't get myself together
0: today it's all good it happens we're in here laughing
1: yeah uh, like a bunch i think it's because children it's because we have a special guest so again i'm pastor spencer davis all right we're here at christian center church for the Church Voice podcast, um, where again our our mission, our mission, if we're gonna say it every single week, is building the body of Christ through a variety of voices. So we're here again for another episode. I am actually really excited. I don't know why I'm nervous, it's just because we haven't had a guest in a while. So no, we haven't. We so haven't. um go ahead and introduce our, our guest for this week. He's sitting right here. I'm talking about him as if he's not sitting here.
0: Yeah, but they can't see us. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, sitting over here to my right is Jonathan Abernathy. So I'm going to let him introduce himself in just a moment. Um, But this is my best friend in the world over here. Uh, We met senior year of high school because we were seniors who came into this high school uh, after freshman year. And so we didn't have a class called Freshman 101, which was how to be successful in high school. So, as two graduating seniors, (laughs) yeah. As two graduating seniors, they forced us to be in that class.
1: They said we wouldn't be able to graduate. Oh, you two seniors were in the freshman 101 class. We were in there with
2: ninth graders down in (laughs) South Georgia, freshmen. Correct.
0: And so, of course, we made a mockery of the class. and so we made a mockery of it together. Hey. Friendship started there. It was, and uh, him and his wife Samantha and their son Asher doing some awesome things. So I wanted to let him introduce that and uh, share with y'all what he's up to.
2: Yeah, guys, um, I'm so excited to be with you guys here. Um, we are missionaries with Overland Missions, and what we do is we lead teams out on expeditions around the world. So whether that's in the Amazon in Brazil or in the bush of Africa in Zambia, we've got places everywhere. And it's really the hard-to-reach places that we key in on, uh, not not like near cities or just what you would consider very populous areas. Uh, that's a focus of a lot of NGOs and a lot of other organizations, but we like to go out to where it's hard to get to to get those people. So my wife, my son, and I we're gearing up to get back to Brazil and the Amazon. Uh, and we're we're just excited to be here with Christian Center Church, and I'm excited to be here with you guys on the podcast
0: just to just to to reiterate what you're saying because I've been on one trip with you, yeah, uh, to to the Amazon in Brazil. And just to kind of give the audience uh, an example of how far in the bush and like out in the rainforest that you guys go yeah. and that you specialize in going, when we landed in in Manaus, Brazil, and we we went and got on a riverboat there, and we rode 28 hours into the Amazon River, and then that's where we stopped at the villages and went and ministered to those people. So Overland and Jonathan and Samantha and and all of the – both the expedition leaders who lead the trips, then the sector missionaries who are out there. Uh, they, they go to those, like you're saying, hard to reach places. And it's really an incredible thing that y'all are doing. So we're excited to have you on too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. And um, so now that we've got the introductions out of the way, I need some medicine. All right. So we're, we're, we're doing this thing and we're just calling it the medicine of the week. All right. Cause laughter does it good like medicine. So I, Either one of you guys, give me some medicine for the week something something funny that happened something that our 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 audience, i was gonna say our viewers nobody's watching us, but our <laughs> listeners can uh can just get it get a laugh out of yeah, well, what immediately comes to
0: mind is what happened with all three of us <laughs> the last two days <laughs> so uh recently uh our maintenance team came to me um and and said asked if I wanted one of those little basketball games, the little shoot 'em up basketball hoops where you shoot the ball and it rolls back to you for the youth group game room. I was like, absolutely. And as a grown man, I have had more fun on that game than I think the students combined. <laughs> so we go down there like every morning and shoot. Yeah. And um, the last couple of days. We've had some incredible moments
1: take place. I don't think it was for the you i i i appreciate the sentiment, but I think you got it for us i mean, i just i i feel that I feel that and I'm grateful but yeah yeah we've we've had we've had a time of it um i i I don't want to talk about myself um <laughs> because i i i i don't know what happens, but when we get intense in the moment my <laughs> My, like i'm um, so mind you it's a small rim it's it's you know short distance whatever i'm trying to gauge my my depth perception you're really building yourself
2: up like this yeah. listen
1: i gotta explain myself i don't i don't i don't want to be the guy just shooting air balls for no <laughs> reason.
0: these aren't just air balls okay i need to hop in right here these are not just air balls. These jokers are landing at the free throw line, <laughs> on that mug, and you're
2: maybe four feet away from like the actual goal. So we're talking about like two and a
1: half feet worth of velocity, and ball just falling flat. Listen, I get nervous. Okay, I don't know why, especially towards the end of the game. I'm like, I'm like, I gotta make it, and like my elbow just loses all feeling, and I can't, I can't. I don't know. I don't know what happens, and I hear Jonathan. In the back of my ear, like, <laughs> like, if I hit the edge of the rim, he's already chuckling behind well, because me. Because I know it's about to happen. <laughs> mind you, that adds to my stress. So then when I hit the air ball, he starts cracking up and it's just over from there. It's over from there. And I'm the laughing stock of basketball.
0: What's so funny is that you go from, you know, like a Devin Booker-esque beautiful gym shot. <laughs> I mean, that ball is just, it's swishing. I Listen, mean, sometimes you're hitting it and the net ain't touching. And all of a sudden you go all angry birds. <laughs> and that mug is just flying through. And it, like, I cannot explain to people how not close these shots I are. I don't, yeah.
1: And I don't get it either. I don't know what happens to me. I just, like I said, I just get nervous. I get nervous. But we had an event happen today. Mm-hmm. Today in our, in our basketball our A endeavors. rare experience. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Who wants to tell the audience I'll, about it? I'll, I'll tell the audience
2: about it cuz I was hopped
1: a, on that yeah, microphone. I was
2: I was a bystander so I I had to pull myself away from the competition due to an injury. Uh so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was a happy viewer um and what was going on is as as much as we make fun of Spencer for like not making it to the goal or barely when things get rough or get uh just close Pastor Tyler's shot becomes more of a laser doinking off the the front of the rim or the backboard. And again, this is like maybe, maybe five feet away. Um, So I'm sitting here watching balls barely making it to the rim and the ones launching off of the backboard. And so the game ends and I am just, I'm pleasantly, you know, just surprised at how well this is going for me. And Pastor Tyler goes for a sip of coffee and all I say is, man... This is entertaining. <laughs> and Pastor Tyler spits out all of his coffee, and <laughs> is like like bending over. And I mean, of course, Spencer and I are laughing. But then this this man like throws up the rest of his coffee. It goes <gasps> like he like he was about to die. It was funny. Before I, I said, "Bro, are you okay?" <laughs> Like from the depths of his soul. Like when Adam came up from the sleep that God put him in, just the first breath. Oh my god.
0: I had no air left. Okay. <laughs> I was, you, Spencer, you said that it sounded exactly like I was drowning. Yes. Like just come up out of You broke the, the surface of the water. <laughs> I broke the surface <laughs> of that coffee in my lungs yeah. because it was, okay, it was a sincere spit take. How yeah. rare are those? Yeah. You catch somebody yeah. in a spit take. And he caught me nasty. Yeah. Spit that coffee everywhere. But I had took such a huge gulp <laughs> that there was still coffee in the back of my throat. But I couldn't swallow it because I was laughing so hard, but I couldn't spit it out. And so, you know, it's cold over here in South Bend right now, you know, in early February, so I can't breathe out of my nose. So I'm like choking to death over there on the coffee, and I finally just throw it up back in the cup. (laughs) And it was awful.
1: Oh, it was, yeah, it was Mm. Awfully wonderful. Mm -hmm. And like
0: I, those, so my shots were hitting so hard off the backboard because I kept sticking my hips out (laughs) backwards (laughs) while I was shooting because I felt all the stress at my tailbone. I don't know why that's
1: where the stress hit me. Something comes over your body when, I mean, especially about, because you got to understand these are 60 second games. So about 15 seconds left, and, and especially if you hear your opponent if you hear them hit a shot, like if you hear that beep, it's like, uh, you like your whole yeah. body just like. Especially if it's a close game. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. you just turn into a noodle. And yeah. like things just like, yeah. like that's what happens to my arm. It just goes noodle. And I'm yeah. like, and like it just, it drops right, I, right in I the I feel low. like we yeah.
2: all found out we don't have the clutch, the clutch. Gene. Not you at all. Not, not no. at
1: all. At least not on a kids basketball thing well may i don't know maybe that happens to me in real <laughs> basketball too i just won't admit it
2: if we ever play and i see you airball like at the end of the game i'm still gonna laugh <laughs> oh, yeah
0: i'll lose it
1: yeah yeah well that's good medicine that's good medicine so listen we're gonna get into our topic because we don't want to keep you guys for too long but listen we got something good for you um and it's not necessarily from us because our and, and jonathan i i know we kind of talked about it but our whole our whole vision and mission behind, um, building the body of Christ through a variety of voices. It's why I'm still thinking about this, this spit take. Um, but building the body of Christ through a variety of voices is that we draw from historical voices. Mm-hmm. So, um, men and women of old and from the past who, who really pioneered the faith, who did, um, just incredible exploits for the Lord or, or, you know, by man's standards or by just spiritual standards, um, and so we've got obviously since you're a missionary, we've we've we wanted to talk about a a missionary from the past, and we asked you kind of you know who who you would who you would want to talk about, and the first person you brought up was David Living Livingston Livingston, okay, because I because he you told me Livingston, so I'm thinking like living. I don't know what I was thinking, but I didn't expect it to be Livingstone at the end. That's just me. But it's spelled Livingstone if you yeah. want if you want to look him up. Um but I want to give a quick bio about him. So he uh I don't know if I've got my dates right here, but he was he was a missionary in the early 1800s. Yeah, the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. 1800s. Um I think yeah, early to mid1800s is when he was kind of doing his doing his work. but he was a British missionary and explorer, um, mm-hmm. one of the most popular heroes in the Victorian area. Really, within his time, he was one of the the biggest heroes and the biggest names in Europe at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not just for his missionary work, but really for his exploration, for his ge- geographical um, uh, contributions. Uh, he really helped map out the whole interior of Africa, really. Um, he found the the Zambezi River. I mean, like all kinds of stuff um, to the point that he he even discovered Victoria Falls, which is one of the biggest water, I mean, the biggest waterfall in the world, at, at least to my understanding. Correct? I think that's I what think Google I, said. <laughs> I think volume, volume, think volume okay. of water. Yeah. So yeah. so Victoria Falls, you can look that up as well. But he he actually named that. After the queen, and so he he discovered that named that or the first European to lay eyes on it. Um, but this I wanted I wanted to give so that's our that's a bio on David Livingstone. Obviously, he did so much, and his story is so so deep and so in depth. Um, but one interesting fact, this, and this is what I wanted to share with you guys, because uh, I told him I'm like we, I've got an interesting fact, but we're gonna wait for the podcast. But this is so deep, so crazy to me. So upon his death. All right. fun Not not really a fun fact, but it's a fact. But upon his death, right, his faithful attendants, like two guys that I can't remember their names right now, but but African guys who traveled with him, you know, did did did, you know, went everywhere with him. Um, But upon upon his death, those two attendants removed his heart and buried it in Africa where he died. I thought that was so, I thought that was so deep. And, and obviously the rest of his remains went back to Europe and, and he was buried and, and honored in that way. But I thought that was so, that was just so wild, mm-hmm. so wild. So, um, but that's David Livingstone. So I, we want to talk about him, but um, Pastor Tyler, you've got a quote um, that we all kind of just agreed on, um, but go ahead and share that, share that quote and then kind of get our conversation started with what, with where we want to go with this one.
0: Yeah, uh, when Jonathan brought up the topic, he really brought up a lot of great quotes and a lot of great stories uh, from David Livingston, and really I felt like this quote that I'm about to share, I really felt like that kind of summarized him, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it really gives good perspective into the kind, of the, the kind of man that he was. So the quote is this, I will go anywhere as long as it is forward." I will go anywhere as long as it is forward. So here's where we can kind of set the table for the discussion. God is missional. Mm-hmm. God is, is missional. Oftentimes, you will hear people talk about God being an evangelist and different things like that. And that, you know that's, that's fine. He's evangelistic. I, I prefer the word missional. And the reason why I prefer that is because God being missional isn't only for unbelievers. It's also for us. So everything, him being missional means that everything that he does has purpose and intentionality, both for the present and the future. So God is both always here right now, and he's always moving forward. He's always pushing us ahead into his plans and purposes. And so it's important to recognize that Jesus was also missional. Everything had a purpose. And we believe that David Livingston is a perfect example of that forward-thinking, forward-moving uh, enduring attitude that he had to always be missional, to give everything for the gospel. And so I think that I think that we can look at his example as a great example of, of both God and Jesus. Well, in the spirit, we can say that too, obviously, of, of being missional, being intentional, always moving forward. So I think that that's a good place where we can kind of set the table and talk about uh, as believers in us attempting to practice the way of Jesus, always being missional.
1: Yeah. I I have to ask and again being the missionary in the room mm-hmm. Jonathan how like how does that how does that speak to you and the work that you do and in I mean you've got a family now you mm-hmm. and, and mind you I, when we said your son we we thought about like like I mean it's easy to say son like he's walking around like how old is your son?
2: Uh yeah, he's 7
1: months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's a it's a <laughs> he fresh walking son. nowhere. Yeah, right, right. So this is this is a baby. You know, but but again, I just just to put it in perspective, you you know, you've got a young family. What does that what does that say to you as as a missionary, um, in in everything that you do? That that quote. How does that speak to you? Well, the quote
2: gives perspective. Yeah. So to to keep moving forward, to keep doing something, because I mean, we have to be doing something. We have to be. um, I would use the term productive. Uh, I, that's not popular in, a, in in this culture in America. Uh, we like comfort a lot, and I mean, just being real. But being productive. I mean, I think even Peter talks about it, where he says if you do these things, he he lists so many qualities or characteristics of a believer, and he says if these qualities are in you and increasing, then you won't be basically unproductive. You yeah. will you won't be unfruitful for the gospel. Uh, it's one and, of my and, favorite passages. Yeah. yeah, Second Peter chapter one. one yeah, mm-hmm. so. That's what I think about is like, if you're moving forward, if you just got your feet moving forward, whatever you're doing, not even missionary, but you asked about me, you know, being a missionary, just keep moving forward. And especially in this time that we're in where everybody's saying, stop, you know, everybody's saying, don't move forward. I I don't see anything in the Bible or anything about the life of any of the disciples or even Jesus That says when things got hard or when things were unfavorable or even dangerous to stop. I mean, you want to talk about the government. When was the government ever favorable towards Jesus or the disciples? Mm -hmm. You know, and there was obviously, you know, sickness and disease. I mean, leprosy was a common thing back then. Did that stop Jesus from ministering to them? No. So I think it really puts purpose behind or in what we do is like, I'll, I'll do anything, you know, I'll go anywhere, but it has to be forward because you can be unproductive doing a mission trip or expedition yeah
1: because you're not moving forward. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the one, one thing that comes up in, in my spirit is, is, is the being able to move forward requires you to face fear because and and I think and I read I read I read about John Livingston when you know when we decided to talk about David Dave, J- David he had a brother named John somebody's named John Livingston anyway but we're I'm talking sure about somewhere David. in the history of the world there's somebody <laughs> named John Livingston <laughs> okay I messed up David but I, I, I and it's funny because as I'm as I'm reading oh honey we're on the podcast got to call you back love you bye sorry y'all that was that was Bay. gotta answer to Bay. all right so anyway <laughs> so um but when i read about him i like he went through a whole bunch of mess man i mean a whole bunch of mess from from personal relational um i mean the man even got attacked by a lion i mean like all kinds of stuff and this was early on that that a a lot of these things happen. And then when he, so he was in Africa, went, you know, went back to England finally, and then went back to Africa. And when he went back, it was even, it was even worse of a time than he went the first time. But what, what strikes me is, is that the, the previous, and this is, this is where I'm, where I'm at with this practicality for us today, is that the previous experiences, the troubles that he went through, the trials, the, 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 whatever it was, he didn't allow that fear to paralyze him in his moving forward. And so I, I think that's what happens so many times. And, and, you know, we preach about it, we talk about it. But like, let's keep it real, is that, is that a lot of times if something negative happens in the experience that I'm trying to pursue, because of that something negative and the fear of that negative happening again, I will not move forward. If I make what, what I determined to be a bad decision or, or what, what others determine to be a bad decision, I will not move forward any longer because I'm, I'm afraid that's going to happen again.
2: Well, what I wanted to just tag on right quick is a lot of times, and I'll see people do this, something negative, it may be completely out of your control, something negative will happen or something bad will happen, and then for some reason people say, oh, that's a sign. Mm. I'm not supposed to do this. And I, I just have to encourage people listening, like there is at what point is God gonna give you a sign not to preach the gospel? At what point is God gonna give you a sign not to go into all the world? It's just not gonna happen. It's 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 your flesh, yourself telling you like this this might kill us. Stop. So let's reason.
0: Yeah. That's actually one of the definitions of anxiety is that the the constant fear and and stress and dread that the past will repeat itself hmm. or that there is some unforeseen outcome that will happen and then that could repeat itself that that is that is like you look up the definition of anxiety that is one of the definitions they will give you is the the fear of of what's coming or the fear that what's happened will happen again and it's interesting to me when Jesus talks about anxiety, when he talks about how people are, are, he says, don't be anxious about what you're going to eat or drink or wear. And so he goes, yeah, it is. (laughs) I like food. (laughs) I know. He goes through all those examples uh, with the the flowers of the field and the sparrows and, and all of these kinds of things. He goes through those examples to teach his disciples not to worry. But what's interesting to me is as soon as he gets done talking about anxiety, the next thing that he says, and oftentimes when there's a break in heading, we think there's a break in conversation in our Bibles. And that's not always the case. Oftentimes, even when there's a new subject, it's still the same conversation. So the next thing Jesus says is be ready for service and have your lamps lit. Mm. So if I'm anxious and I'm focused on what may happen or I'm focused on the repeated past, my mind is off having my lamp lit, being ready for service, that always being missional and purposeful in what I'm doing, always moving forward. And what it does, Jonathan, you're exactly right, it paralyzes us and it causes us to stop uh, what God is doing in us and what he wants to do through us in the world. And I'm reminded, too, of those difficulties like you both were talking about. In James 1, when he says, that consider trials pure joy, because later he says, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So it is that testing and that difficulty, those trials, that make us strong. And one of the reasons why we're not always moving forward is, is because we're soft. And you talked about the comforts earlier. But when that comfort is taken away, it exposes how soft we are, Mm. and that we're not able to keep moving forward, and that we're not strong. That faith hasn't been tested.
2: I think a lot of it is being, (coughs) like having that journey on your mind. And and just as an example, like if you've ever climbed a mountain or if you've hiked, you know you'll eventually reach places on that mountain or in that place that you're hiking, or even if you're just exploring or, or going anywhere, you'll find a place that's actually not that bad. It's, it's kind of comfortable, you know, and if everybody just makes camp at that place, nobody ever reaches the summit. Yeah. Nobody ever goes forward. And I think a lot of times we justify, you know, well, I've done this and you can look, I've climbed some of the mountain and now I've made base here. You know, I've, I've made camp here and now I'm not going to go any forward yeah. because, you know, I've done my work, you know, I've made it this far and now this is. Comfortable, You know, this is something that I don't have to go for. Maybe somebody will, you know, start here. But the problem is nobody ever starts at the middle of a mountain. Nobody does. You have to start at the base of it and move up. So if everybody keeps just stopping where it's easy to stop, nobody's going to. And honestly, I believe that's the American church Mm. is generationally. We just kept getting to a point where it's easy to stop and it's easy to build off of this area that we've now called our own. And nobody's gone farther. I won't, I won't say nobody. There's been a few, but that's because the farther you go up the mountain, the less you can carry, mm. you know, the, the less that the less air that's available. You know, we want to talk about, you know, a harsh environment. You know, we're, we're over here feeling I think it's 12 degrees feels like negative six in South Bend. Uh, if I wish I had it in front of me, what's it like? Like at the summit of Mount Everest, what does that feel like? Are we, and it's just like you said. I think generationally, we've just become getting more and more soft as the church.
1: Yeah. No. I. I. I agree with that. And. And. And I hate to say this, but I'm. In, I'm included in that. You know. And, and we've got to be careful of that. But one. One thing that came to me when you were. When you were saying that, is that. Is that. Again, going back to our. Our. Our individual. Our. Our. Our fourth guest, I guess, if you will, David. Livingstone not John. Um but his why was so huge. The reason why he was moving forward in, in in what I was reading about him, he constantly said I I must I must reach the interior of Africa. Like like I'm like the gospel must get to Africa and I must reach this this place that that I have to go. I, I must get across Africa. I must get to the interiors of Africa. And so and he constant like there were so many quotes in this book that I was reading and he constantly reminded himself of that why and that why is what pushed him forward and 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 like yes, our why and if you're listening to this, your why may not be to get to the interior of Africa, but I think that we have to determine what our why is in order for us to continue moving forward. Because if you don't have a why, and if that why is not big enough, you will you will find a place of comfort and you will find even a place of accomplishment that, that, that causes you not to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna repeat that. You'll find a place of comfort and you'll find a place of accomplishment to where you don't keep going. And like, mind you, David had done a lot like he had done a lot in his career already when he was still saying i have to get further into africa because one he wanted to he wanted to build civil he wanted to build up civilization in general and get the gospel to people but he's like i have to get to this place even though i had already had success even though and mind you when he went back to england the first time he was a hero a i mean like i'm i'm like I don't even know who to compare it to today. But he came back to England, an absolute hero. His name was in the newspaper. He was being talked about. He, like, he was a celebrity. He had reached a level of success, but he's like, no, I have to go back and I have to go further. And I have to keep going forward because of this why. Because of this why. Not just, not just because, but because there's something that I have to do and again, it doesn't have to be the center of Africa, but but no matter what, your why can be as big to you as the center of Africa. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like we should be that driven by whatever that why is, mm-hmm. and that's that's critically important for for us to move forward. You know, like I mean, I, I I wake up, I wake up every single day, and I I think about I think about where I came from. Like a big part of my why is the fact that that really no one that I know, like from my past or from my childhood, is 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 walking this walk. Not to say that there's there's not people who believe in Jesus or whatever, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. But again, one of I, I want I want to sh- I want to be an example you know, to my family and to, to even people who've known me before. I want to be an example to my wife and to my children. Like they're my, they're my whys, And so I've, I've got to get up every single day and keep moving forward for them.
0: And it's, it's important too, that we recognize that all of our whys are submitted to the first why, which is the mission of God in the world. Exactly that everything that I'm doing and, and all of those other whys, because we have several whys. My family's a why too, and I'm sure yours is a why as well. I meant and Jesus shouldn't. first. That's what, I'm, no. that's what I meant.
1: <laughs> Not a
0: rebuke. Not a rebuke. I know where you're at. But it's, it's, it's because of that mission that, that God is doing in the world. that And I think a lot of people who even aren't saved feel this, that the world is moving toward an end. It's moving toward a consummation that things that begin uh, must cease to exist at some point, that when something has an introduction, there's going to be a consummation at some point. And so as we continue moving towards the ends of God, what that does is it gives us purpose and mission every day to say, doing nothing is not an option. It's, it's not an option. And it doesn't mean all, I, that I have to do everything, because as the body of Christ... Across
1: the center of Africa...
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's we don't have to do that. Yeah. I, it, we don't all have to be missionaries with overland missions. But if that's what God's called you to do, then you better do it. Yeah. And, and it's the same with us, that being a youth pastor and a children's pastor, that as he's called us to do those things, we have to be driven by that why, the mission of God, and then those other whys that are submitted to it, and to continue chasing after Him, chasing after people doing those things, even when it's inconvenient, even when it's difficult, and all of those kinds of things. God has done too much in the world, too much in us, too much through us for us to stop now. And it just seems seems that over time, as we don't see immediate results— it seems that that why begins to lessen into a bunch of whats, and when we accomplish whatever it is, like you said, comfort, accomplishment, you know, a certain status, whatever it is, when we begin to accomplish those things, those whats, then the why seems to be diminished. But we don't do it for results. Results are not the why. The why is is Jesus and what He's doing in the world, and then these other whys that are submitted to it, like family, city, a certain segment of the population, like. David Livingston, it being Africa, that those other are all submitted to that one thing that I'm serving and obeying my Savior, and, and that's what's going to continue driving us in into doing what we do. And I know people will often ask, what is it? And I think this is a, a good thing to hit too before we go. People will often ask, what is it that I should be doing? What, what is it that, yeah, so, okay, you guys are saying I need to be missional. Okay, that's fine. I can't go to Brazil this summer. How do it, even though you should, we're going to talk about that later, <laughs> but I'm going to throw that little commercial in there. Uh, but what is it that I should be doing? Have you ever wanted to go to Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> but one of, the, one of the things I think is important to say, first and foremost, is that we can't tell you what to do. We, we can't say this is exactly what you should be doing. We can give suggestions, but in us spending our personal time of devotion with the spirit, that's where we're going to get those instructions for how he wants to use us because being missional isn't random. It's intentional, but that also means that we shouldn't sit around and wait, hoping for God to just lay things out before us. So we know that we need to share the gospel we know that we need to be witnesses for Christ. We know that we need to give and serve and and be in a local church. These kinds of things. But as, as you guys and I can see both of your brains spinning, you know, what are some what are some of those general things we can do? And then maybe if you have advice for someone to find those specific directives from God. Again, we can't tell them what they are, but maybe there's some advice we can give as to what are some of the things that that we can do in the meantime as we're waiting. Maybe as we're waiting for that why to come about, maybe someone listening doesn't have it yet, Mm -hmm. um, but there's still work to do while you wait for the why. So what are some of those things someone can do? Mm
2: -hmm. I think, um, and if if this is too direct, you know, of course, correct me. But when you look at the, and I would say the old church, I would say the first church, you know, um, Acts. That one over there on Michigan yeah, Street, yeah, yeah, yeah. First, first Church, church. <laughs> oh, First Church. No, but um, like the, the one in Acts, like the first church that got together. Uh, you were one of two people. You were either a sender or you were a goer, and I would think that if you don't know where to go or how to go, you find somebody who does and you help send. And I think in that in that instance, you're still. That's Romans ten. If you want to go read that, you know, how will they believe unless there's somebody to preach? How will they preach? You know that that whole line of reasoning. Um, but you're one of two people. You're either sending or you're going. But it's the sa- it's the same thing. It's, it, it goes right along with the quote. You know, I will go anywhere provided it be forward. Mm-hmm. I am helping move this thing along, and I think in doing so, you'll find that purpose that that mission that's yours, and it might just be sending. You know, because how can they go unless they're sent? Or you might find a passion within you. And, you know, of course, and I'm not just talking about helping send missionaries go abroad and go internationally. Break break
1: down that sending. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sending is, you know, supporting the ministry that is around you to get lost people saved. So whether that is sending a missionary to Brazil or sending, helping a pastor reach the inner city by helping with resources, whatever that is, that's helping being a sender.
1: Serving in children's church. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's I'm another just... <laughs> commercial. That's another commercial. No,
1: it's not my episode. <laughs> I've got an example of that. Yeah, yeah if go, wanna, ahead. go ahead. Maybe
0: a sending that, that isn't just missionary support, even though that's important. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, in college, my senior year, I was about to graduate. And so gra- graduation was on Friday. On Thursday I get a call from our financial department saying you've got a hold on your account. I'm like, when you know nobody ever told me this was the case. What's going on? And they told me they're like, well, you know, sorry. Uh you got to pay $3000 by tomorrow or else you can't graduate. I
1: feel like those just come up when people got to graduate. Bro, I've heard so ma- um, just just a side note. I've heard so many stories of that just happening. It's like, let's let's squeeze that last little bit, that last little couple of grand before. For sure. Go. For sure. The financial
0: departments at universities need to retake communication class. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it didn't work its way all the way through. But um sorry, I'm just saying. Yeah. But so they they tell me this and I'm like, okay, well, I ain't graduating then. I mean, you know, uh, I don't I don't come from a, a wealthy family. You know, we're we're pretty broke. And so I'm like, oh well. You know, we'll pray. You know, I have faith. You know, Christ can make a way, those kind of things. So the next day, Friday, graduation day, this, this dude in my dad's church, a little bitty church in South Georgia, one of the smallest town I've ever seen. It's called Pitts, Georgia. It, it, I mean, nobody's ever heard of it. And he wakes up that morning. God speaks to him and says that he wants to bless me. So this man calls up my dad and he said, he said, what's Tyler's need? My dad was like, what you mean? He said, what's Tyler's need? The Lord spoke to me this morning. I need you to tell me what the need is. Mm. My dad said, well, I'm just going to keep it real with you. (laughs) Right. It's it's three grand. Yeah. The dude showed up a few minutes later with 30 hundies ready. So my dad sent it to me. He just
1: keep $30, bills in his I think think if I remember correctly,
0: he went to the bank. Oh, he, may, he probably yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. like
1: yeah. went straight to the bank.
0: He's one of them South Georgia farmers. So they got, okay, he wasn't hurting. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they, they got money. Them dudes, yeah, they got money. So he gets it to my dad. My dad gets it to me. I, I pay him off by mid-afternoon and, and is able to graduate. And that's part of what launched me into what I'm doing because that could have been a moment that was a huge stumbling block and disappointment disappointments. I'd done all this work, paid all this money, all these kinds of things, and him being sensitive to the voice of the Spirit and being missional, ready to act, good. ready to go hit up the bank, say, hey, what's the need? I got you. That man is a sender. Mm-hmm. And he's he's done a lot of things like that over the years. So those are even some of the smaller ways that we can help launch people, in, in,
1: goers, into what God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I hundred percent and I think I think we should we should kind of bring it in for a landing right there um, and and again this I, I just want to say this 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 podcast is not a an ad service nor is it a commercial like you said but um, if we're being honest, I think that there is an opportunity there's an opportunity and there's a there are ways that that you can be a part of that and and again the our guest on the podcast this week, is a part of an organization like that. So, Jonathan, if you could just tell the listeners just just kind of how they can be that sender or even how they can be a goer, yeah. You know, how how like whatever's on their heart, whether it's sending or going, whatever. What the one or two one of two people, mm-hmm. whoever, whichever that is. Yeah. Um, just kind of I, I I guess maybe how they can contact you, your organization, how they can get involved, sending or going.
2: Yeah, uh, I think the easiest way is uh, the website, I think, overlandmissions.com. And you go on there, and there'll be a tab. You can see expeditions. And that is, you'll be able to kind of search through. If you're wanting to go, um, you'll be able to search through uh, multiple countries, you know, that would be available to you. Like if you're interested in what my family's doing, we're going down to Brazil, um, probably, uh, the end of April and be there till August, uh, and leading expeditions on the Amazon river. So you'd be able to find that, or if it's in Zambia or Cambodia, um, or other countries, you know, it's, they're there. Um, so that would be the easiest way where you could like apply and then there's, you'll, you'll see the country, you'll click it and then there'll be like apply. And then you just, you know, it's put your information in, then we'll reach out. If you're wanting to help send, um, you know, that's something where we have a database of missionaries on the website as well. Uh, and you would be able to help, you know, send. And what you would do is you you could like, I think it's like a donate page and you would just go to donate and then fill it out almost like a subscription you know you fill out your information and then there's a memo. Um, so like if you wanted to support my family you would put you know the memo line Jonathan Abernathy and then if it's a and then it, they make it really easy they've got these three ticks it's like if you want this to be a one-time donation boom there's one time if you want this to be yearly where you like have to redo it every year then boom or if you want to become a partner, uh, and do it monthly. You click the monthly, and you know. Yeah. So it's super simple to help, to help send and help partner. Or and, and it's super simple to, to go. You just need to fill it out and go.
0: I wanted to say something that you told me mm-hmm. um, recently, both about going and sending, mm-hmm. is that I remember you were talking about. I think it was at your your yearly conference for your organization last year. Yeah. I want to say, and you were you were talking to me afterwards. And that your CEO said that there are countries that are open to your organization, Oh yeah, but you don't have the missionaries to we, send.
2: We don't have nearly the manpower. I mean, really? we have, especially in Africa, just because that's where the, um, fun fact, our CEO, Phil Smethers, is a diehard, dedicated fan of David Livingston. Like has studied his life to the nth degree, loves him, loves, loves what he does. And because he was a pioneer, he went into the unknown, you know, um, and completely, completely unknown. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been in Africa, I believe since 1999 officially, probably a little bit beforehand. So we've been there over 10 years. And I mean, I'm talking about places in Zambia, Mozambique, Angola, uh, the Congo has just opened up. And guys, when I'm talking to you about open up, I mean like the emperor, of the, I think it's Alunda. I, I, I hope I'm not saying that wrong or or the wrong people. But the emperor of the whole people is like friends with Overland, and mm. is like, when are you sending people? I have places for you. Chiefs and you know, headmen and all are wanting people to go to them, and we just simply don't have the manpower to wow. send it through. Uh, and that's just in Africa. That there is a massive work to be done in the Amazon. There's a massive work to be done in Asia there's a massive work to be done in North Africa and area in other areas. So um, we just don't have the manpower. And that's part of the reason why expeditions, what we, my family does and our department that we're a part of is so important is we get people involved. Um, and then when they go out there, some, you know, some people are like, Oh, you know, that's it. That was, that was actually uh, Tyler is he went out and he's like, man, I think two weeks is about my limit.
0: Um, that was it for me.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was out there and I was like, I could be here for months. Yeah. I mean, honestly. And so you find those people that are just like, send me, you know, like I want this. And then other people get out there and they love it, but it's not their calling. But then they're like, but I can help send. So yeah, uh, manpower is needed.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say too, because not only do you guys need more manpower, you need more money power too. Oh, for sure. That there are there are so many missionaries and, and you're in contact with, with a lot of these people who are they're new missionaries in Overland, and they're working through the fundraising process. Absolutely, and you and you've, you and Samantha have worked through it yourself. Working through it still, yeah. it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it is, and it's it's such a grind. First of all, we honor you guys yeah. for that. You know, you don't even have a home. You're just back and forth between family here, those kind of things. And so there's so many people in y'all's position, and and I'm not gonna lie, it, it grinds my gears to no end to know that there are so many willing missionaries out there, but we're not sending them. And I'm, I'm including myself, in that we're not sending them. And so if, if God lays on your heart to support, whether it's the Abernathy's, of course we co-sign on them, please go support. But if there's other missionaries God lays on your heart, Overland organization, if it's another organization, whoever God lays on your heart, let's be a sender. If we're not going to go, let's make sure to be a sender. But we just wanted to make sure to give space to talk about what you guys are doing, what yeah. Overland is doing as a whole, because it's it's such a massively important work, and so we want to make sure uh, to be goers and senders, like you were saying. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It,
2: uh, if I could, real quick, just yeah, a, Go ahead. There's a verse that I that I found, and I thought it was very. Um, it just really ties into exactly what we're talking about, and it's Proverbs 4, 23 through twenty seven, uh, and it says, "Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life." put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you ponder the path of your feet then all your ways will be sure do not swerve to the right or to the left hmm. turn or and turn your foot away from evil and so i just think that that just kind of captivates the go forward yep don't go left don't go right forward ponder on what your feet are doing they're moving forward yeah amen amen
1: well again um you said overlandmissions. yes. com.
2: overlandmissions.com
1: overlandmissions.com and again if you if you need to find the podcast if you want to hear about the church we are completely sponsored recorded and supported by christian center church here in south Bend, indiana so that is christiancenter.org if you want to check us out there but Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Jonathan, thank you for being here. It was a pleasure. And hanging out with us. Um, But yeah, listen, go forward. Keep moving and move forward. But we love you guys. And we'll uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Peace Peace out. out. See you guys. (laughs)